Uh, yeah, I'm talking. I'm Jesse. I, I work here. Um, and, man, and since I had the microphone, I can say whatever I want. Where did you get that T-shirt, Kevin? Where? You printed it yourself? That's amazing. I saw I saw one like that, the Black Flag ripoff, but it was Tegan and Sarah. I was like, Pfft. I hated that. That one's cool. That one, I'm okay with that one. Um, okay. Um, yeah, I'm going to preach at us tonight. Uh, I need to pray first. So if you guys want to pray for me, um, pray with me. That'd be, that'd be good. Jesus, thanks that we're here. Thank you for my family. Thank you for this community that I can be part of. Take care of us tonight. Take care of me tonight. I am, I am a sinful, dirty uh, projector of your truth. And so do what you can with that. Um, just erase the dumb parts and make the smart parts even better. Um, yeah, may it be pleasing to you. Um, may our lives be better because of things that are heard and may the world be better because of things that are heard um, and as cherry on top if it'd be a good time that'd be cool too so love you a lot amen i'm gonna i'm gonna do that i'm gonna hold on to this thing too so we're in advent which is a christmas thing um and we got those guides so yeah check those out the uh, yeah because Naomi, Naomi did the art for him too. Um, but yeah, so so we were divvying up the um, sermons for Advent, and and this one was about goodness. And I was like, oh yeah, let me do that one. Sweet, because um, I've been thinking about goodness, and and then I get the Advent guide and I read the thing on goodness, and it was really confusing. <laughs> it's like I don't totally understand. Um, and so I've kind of abandoned it. So this might not be totally about Advent. But this has been what I've been thinking about. So um, so that's what you get. Um, last week, Adam Adam started us off with uh, the stuff about truth. Um, how truth and logic interact and that they don't actually interact very well. Um, but yeah, this week is goodness. What kind of feelings does the word goodness stir in you guys? Okay, next question. Does the word goodness stir any feelings in you? Yeah? It's rhetorical. Just kidding. Um, well, honestly, to, I mean, to me, no, it doesn't. And I think for a lot of us, it doesn't. Sorry, Fran. <laughs> um, it's kind of an impotent word. I think it's just gotten used so much. I mean, if you're a college professor, like teaching any sort of composition class, and you're reading the essays that are coming in front of you, if one of those students uses the word good, you know you're not supposed to give them more than a C. <laughs> right? It's kind of a feeble word. You're supposed to use something more sophisticated, better. Decent, effective, fine, superlative, excellent, exemplary, unrivaled, unparalleled, peerless, praiseworthy. 
but not good. No, that's all I wrote down. Uh, but good, no, we don't use the word good, it's too simple. Ja- Jackie, the one that just, you know, smart-ass to me there, she asked me the other day, well, well what does good mean then? I was like, ugh. I was kind of stuck on the spot. I was like, the best, the best I came up with was, not bad? And so I looked it up. I was like, oh, crap. I should probably know what that literally means. And it says, good is to be desired or approved of. And that just confirmed it for me. Approved of? That's, that's lame. That's a, I don't care about approval. Black. But, yeah, the Bible... The Bible won't shut up about goodness, as it turns out. Um, I, was, I was going through all the verses, um, and I went through all the verses that have the word good in them. And uh, admittedly, I wasn't thinking about what I was doing, but I went to a Bible website and I was like, okay, what are the verses that have good in them? And like seven pages of verses came up. You know, it's like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven pages to look through at the bottom of the page. I was like, oh, gosh. But I started reading them. And then once I got to page four, the, the, the number started going up. So where it said one through seven at the bottom, it started saying two through eight, and then three through nine, and then four through ten. And then there was like 15 pages of verses with good in there. And I read them all. Well, I skimmed the last few hundred. But this book that we're obsessed with is itself obsessed with goodness. So we've got to say something about it. Um, and yeah, there's some interesting things about goodness. Relatively early in human history, one of my favorite stories, uh, Moses and God were talking on a mountain, which is in itself weird, um, abnormal anyway. I mean, that doesn't happen all the time. Um, but Moses is talking with God on top of a mountain and Moses is feeling kind of cocky, I guess, being one of the guys that gets to talk with God and says, okay, God, let me see you. We've been talking here, but I want, I, I want to see you. Show yourself to me. And God is like, eh, I'll throw you a bone, sure. I'll let you see me. But not all of my goodness. I'm going to reveal my goodness to you. And he uses that word, goodness. I'm going to show you my goodness, but I'm not going to show all of, you, all of it to you because it will kill you. What? His goodness will kill you. Is that, that's ironic. That's irony right there. Goodness killing people. I mean, okay, and this is maybe, maybe a little blasphemous, but in my mind, what went through my mind was, was God doing his best Jack Nicholson impression, saying, goodness, you can't handle the goodness. See, I don't know. Yeah, right? It is. It is so terrible. But it is, it is blasphemous. I don't know what's more blasphemous, God being any man, uh, Jack Nicholson or not, or Moses being Tom Cruise. <laughs> That's pretty bad. Tom Cruise is really lame. But 
So this is what happens. So that Moses can see the goodness of God. And all his glory is like, okay, I know you can't handle this, so this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to squish you in this crack of the mountain. And then I'm going to walk by. And once I've already walked by, I'm going to take my hand off, and you can look at my back. Because that's all you can handle. And so that's what happens. And, and, and Moses sees the back of God as he's walking away. And then he goes down the mountain and hangs out with all the people and says, okay, this is what we talked about. And what he has to do, he has to put a veil over his face because just that much glory like lights up his face so much, it's just irritating to everybody. So he's like, okay, put this hood on. So I'm trying to sell you on goodness here. Goodness has some teeth. Some ultraviolet radiation, at least. I'm trying to sell you on goodness here. Because frankly, about four, the, four months ago is when I started think of the, thinking of this stuff. And I wasn't sold on goodness. Because I mean, goodness is kind of harmless. Goodness is harmless. Which is kind of a shocker, right? Goodness is harmless. But, and so that's why I told you this thing about goodness killing people or the ability. I mean, it has this, this flavor of a Chuck Norris joke, right? I mean, his awesomeness kills people. He doesn't have to use his fists or whatever. Goodness can just seem so, so impotent. It's, I think the sentiment that, that, that's, being portrayed here is, is one of my favorite bumper stickers. Well-behaved women rarely make history. I love that bumper sticker. I'm not a woman, but I love that bumper sticker. I'm really like, yeah, I don't want to behave, but I want to be cool. I want to be historical. I mean, I don't know. I mean, you just get, I just, being good just sounds so boring. And uh, I don't know, you're just listening to, much bad religion and and cobra skulls and black flag and Michael Jackson, you know, because he's bad. <laughs> Just kidding. I, I hate Michael Jackson. I've always I've always hated Michael Jackson. Um, but that let's uh, let's move to what? I know. Yeah, I lose. I lost some people. I don't care. Um. But there's this thing, there's this this sermon I did a while ago where I tried to remind us all that we're not cool. You guys remember that one? Had the brown-haired girl in it. That was a good story. I read that sermon getting ready for this. Um, But yeah, we're not cool as Christians. And I'm going to remind you guys again, we're not cool. I talked about how we as Christians sometimes take these lame stabs at hipness. It's like, well, I'm a Christian, yeah, but I drink. But I swear. <laughs> like, lame, who cares? I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying swearing or alcohol or whatever is inherently sinful. I mean... Sure, I mean, to excess, they, are, they can be destructive. But yes, reminder, 
if you love Jesus, relative to this world, you're lame. You're not cool. I think we need to be reminded of that every once in a while. I'm going to take pleasure in doing it. <laughs> I'm, I'm lame too. Let's see, this other thing that we do to grasping at coolness is imitating evil. I mean, this is, this is what's been pretty convicting to me. Because I, I... There's cool, bad stuff. I like it. I mean, I mean, just Friday, no effects played. And no effects, they're good. Musically, they're good. But man, Fat Mike, the, the lead singer, he is a foul person. I mean, given... I mean, he admitted... He admits his idea of punk is is just plain offensiveness. His mission is keep punk offensive. I'm like, that's not what it's about. But it's, yeah, and it was all, all about it. Because, I mean, Teenage Bottle Rocket was opening, and they're awesome. Um, but yeah, I eventually said, no, I'm not going to go. I just don't feel, it's just not good. It's just kind of garbage in, and what's going to happen after that? I'm going to garbage out a little. But I think this is something that we really feel like doing at, at Scum. We like to imitate evil. Trying to do sort of the, hey, but I drink, or hey, but I go to no effect shows, or whatever. And I'm not condemning no effect shows. Um, is Sprout here? I know Sprout went. Some of my friends went. Um, I'm not saying that. But I think we need to be careful. Are we... Uh, are we imitating evil? And for what reason? Let's look at this scripture. Um, Third John, this is, this is one of John's, it is John's last letter. Um, before he got exiled to Patmos, this island by himself, and that's where he wrote Revelation. He got that crazy revelation. Um, but yeah, so I think it's like 15, 16 verses long, and so this is at the end. He's kind of doing some bullet point things to his friend. Um, Dio, Craig, help me out. What? Dio what? Diatrophies. Um, so yeah, the, just 11 is all I want to read now. Dear friend, do not imitate what is evil, but what is good. Anyone who does what is good is from God. Anyone who does what is evil has not seen God. See, I'll confess. I want to I wanna walk down the street and have a mother tell her, her child, that is not a nice man. He did not listen to his mother. <laughs> I want to I look like a freak. I want to... I want people to see me and people to know I'm not part of the status quo. I'm not part of life in general in America. I want to be separate from that. I don't want anybody to confuse me with somebody who's bolstering the GDP. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I hear the phrase, be a good boy, and it just, makes me cringe. I want to throw that out. But if you're throwing that out with the, 
you know, it being the proverbial dishwater or bathwater, the baby that might be in that is, is the phrase, do good. So when I, when I see this mother protecting their child from me, my next impulse is to follow them wherever they go. <laughs> and then wherever they go, I'm, I'm going to change my plans. I'm going to go wherever they go and then hold the door for them wherever they go. This evil man that doesn't listen to his mother just held the door for you. I don't know. It's, it's, it's fun. There's irony to that. But it's, but it's also goodness. Um, do good is, is, was, one of my, was one of my mother's favorite phrases. My mother is right there. Um, whenever my brother and I would, would go out the door for um, soccer practice or school or something, my mom would say, do good! <laughs> and, uh, and yeah, my brother and I, being self-respecting teenage boys, would be, okay, whatever, and roll our eyes. Um, <laughs> my mom was a cheerleader, um, <laughs> so you know how that goes. But she was, uh, to her credit, she was also on the softball team, and she was also on the basketball team, and she was also rodeo ro- ro- royalty. So she was she was tougher than the average cheer- cheerleader. So you know. Um, and then I, actually, and then my dad's right there. Did 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 she say that to you when you went to work? Oh, okay. No, 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 what makes this interesting is my dad's a bomber pilot. <laughs> Do good! <laughs> yeah. And so, you know, my, my dad, to, to his utter relief, and, and mine for that matter, he never actually had to drop anything on any of his, his missions. So, so that was good. <laughs> Do good! <laughs> But I think this contrast is something that, that is interesting to us tonight. This is, this is what I want to play with tonight. This do good or be good. I'm not going to condemn either side, but there's contrast to that. There's comparisons to that. This be good thing. I mean, when you hear be good, I mean, it just in your head comes with a finger pointing at you. It seems so imperative. So... Put you in your place. Be what I think good is. Be what our culture thinks is good. And our culture has defanged goodness. Goodness is boring. Goodness is being nice. And from another sermon of mine, what is nice? Nothing. Nice is nothing. Nice is drivel. It's following the rules. Maybe some rules are good, but man, just following the rules is not going to make this world better. So, so here's one of the first examples. And I am here's me. Here's we're at Christmas. We're doing Advent. Here's some here's some Adventy stuff. The Mary. Mary's the one of the first comparisons I want to talk about. Who said Mary was good? God. So yeah, that's a good that's something to put on your resume. God thought Mary was good. That's some actual goodness. 
And so things happened. Uh, conception happened miraculously, to coin a phrase. Um, she was now pregnant without a husband. So what did her culture think of her? Did they say she was good? No. She was bad. I mean, that, I mean, just that situation pretty much wrote Jesus off, let alone Mary. Yeah, I should, yeah. Anyways. So there's this, there's this security that she had to have. I mean, there's some, some steel in her, in her personality to say, no, nah, God said I'm good. I can roll with this, even though everybody's giving me the stink eye. And, and here's another, another uh, example of this do good or be good thing. It's, it's actually reading more of the third John letter. Oof. All right, uh, verse 12, Demetrius, it's not, the, it's not the guy the letter's being written to, it's just another guy. He's not actually in the Bible anywhere else. Demetrius is well spoken of by everyone and even by the truth itself. We also speak well of him. And you know that our testimony is true. So Demetrius actually pulled a double. He, he did both. He was good by the standards of his culture. And he was capital T good, capital T truth good too. So I'm not going to say that like, if you're a good boy, then that's not what you're supposed to be or whatever. I'm just playing with this contrast to think about it. Like what, what are these cultural things that weigh us down? What are these cultural things that are actually good? What are these actualities of goodness that are harmful and helpful? I mean, as an example of this, I, I, I brought up uh, this morning uh, Stephen Till. Stephen Till has a, has a good reputation in Denver, in the music scene. What he has done with his business now is very different from, from other business. The way he runs business is not how you learn how to do business at business school. But it's good, and it helps tons of people. And it's going very well for him. He has a good reputation. And it's a credit to him. It's a credit to his family. It's a credit to his faith. Stephen is different. Stephen is good. And lots of people are helped by him. So more Adventy stuff. Advent, the word means introduction. It's an introduction of something that we didn't have before. Um, Christmas is when we think of the introduction of Jesus to the world. Anyway, he was around before that, but first time we got to see him. Before Jesus, the people of God just had a list of rules to follow. That's how they honored God. But when Jesus got here, the introduction of Jesus, he said, okay, okay, rules, I took care of the rules. Don't worry about the rules. Now, to be good, you just get to be good with italics. You get to be good. And all the craziness that he did, dying and coming back to life and, and being God and all that stuff, what we get is the spirit of him, the spirit of God in us as Christians. 
And that's a thing. That is a heck of a thing. Goodness is in us as sons and daughters of God. We just have to figure out how to let it out. Before Jesus, we had rules to follow. It's it, it just niceness. Now, it's goodness. There's more stuff that, that this, this congregation, this community, congregation, that word sucks, community is doing. Will and Lacey Fouts, every month they said, just to help you guys out, we're going to watch your kids. Every month, Will and Lacey watch our kids so we can do something fun. We have four kids. <laughs> and they're all six or under. That is a good thing, and that is a hard thing that they do for us. Paul Keene let, let Mark Tenbenzel live with him for a month to get Mark on his feet and to get his business on, the, on its feet. And, and that happened. Mark is on his feet, and his business is on his feet. Paul or uh, Adam gave his half his prize money away that he talked about last week. Tim Everson fixes everybody's cars in this room, and he makes trades trades of cars and stuff that are bad for him, but good for the other guy. That is goodness happening. There's, there's another verse that, that sums it up pretty good. Um, it, it's in 1 Corinthians 4. This very hour we go hungry and we're thirsty. We're in rags. We're poorly treated. We're homeless. We work hard with our own hands. When we're persecuted, we endure. When we're spoken evil of we conciliate when we're cursed we're blessed we bless in return up to this moment we've become the scum of the earth the refuse of the world that is goodness friends we capitalized S we capitalized scum because this is what we wanted to do as a community and this is what we expect to happen if you become part of this community. This is what we're trying to do. Goodness. Goodness that pushes back on the evil that's out there because it's a mess out there. We're not being nice. Nice is nothing. We're not just following rules. That's why I became a Christian, is to push back on evil. Jesus does it best. So many other things, it's just insulars, like, I'm going to be okay. I'm not going to add to the evil. Jesus is pushing back on it. And this is what we're trying to do. This is what we want to do. Brothers and sisters, I've seen you do it lots. And I'm saying, keep on doing it. Think about it in the next in these next few weeks as we're thinking about Christmas. Jesus invented good. And he's our brother. And he did a lot for us so we could be good. So we could do good. 
That's all I got. Try to keep it short because of baby stuff. But uh, thanks, friends. I love you.